0: chapter nineteen of the forbidden way by george gibbs this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva the lady in gray she was frankly amused at his bewilderment well she said with a smile you don't seem very pleased to see me i it's rather sudden i wasn't exactly certain it was you he took her hand mechanically what on earth are you doing out here i've come to see you traveled two thousand miles to tell you i'm sorry jeff brought forth a chair sorry for what oh yes we quarreled didn't we i remember it was my fault but i don't understand yet are you on your way to the coast what coast oh no coolly i rather thought i'd reached my destination but perhaps i'm mistaken jeff was still regarding her curiously as if he couldn't be quite sure he was not dreaming he pulled out his swivel chair and sat in it facing her now tell me what this means he insisted rather sternly i've told you i want to convey the impression of begging your pardon don't i do it i've tried so hard such unspeakable sleeping-cars last night such a silly little train this morning from the place with the unpronounceable name i had no idea that friendship could be such a martyrdom she sighed i think i really deserve something after this he found that he was smiling in spite of himself you do i'm sure he said after a pause but i don't bear you any grudge i expected too much of you i guess i've forgotten that long ago i'm glad to see you really she drawled you convey just the opposite idea you ought to be glad you know i've never been so tired in my life that train oh jeff whatever possessed you to live in such an outlandish place this is where i belong if mesa city is outlandish then i'm outlandish too love me love my dog she laughed i'd have to love you a lot perhaps it will improve on acquaintance she crossed her feet and settled more comfortably in her chair while jeff watched her shrewdly you can't mean you want to stay here he asked i don't know that depends on you i've told you the sentimental side of my journey actually i'm a practical young female with a prudent eye for an investment and when her companion smiled are you laughing because you think i'm not practical or because you think i'm not prudent i'd hardly call you either in fact i don't know what to think you don't seem to belong somehow why not once you said i spoke out like mesa city but you don't look like mesa city horace preening her hair i hope not jeff leaned back in his chair with folded arms and examined her his eyes narrowing critically she had given two explanations of her presence neither of which in itself seemed sufficient the real explanation he was forced to admit lay in the presence itself she bore his scrutiny calmly examining him with frank interest what is it you don't understand she asked him answering the question in his eyes with another me oh you'll have to give it up there isn't any answer i'm something between a sibyl and the sphinx you thought you'd guess me in new york but you hadn't you see i'm neither what you thought i was nor what you thought i ought to be i'm the spirit of self-will i do as i choose i thought i'd like to see you and so i came voila i don't know what you can expect here the accommodations at the hotel oh i can stand anything now after your trains you'll be bored to death i'm always bored to death but then this place may have the charm of boring me in an entirely new way after all she sighed i might as well be bored here as at home ray got up without speaking and walked to the window which overlooked the plains he stood here a moment his hands behind his back the look of perplexity deepening on his face somehow rita cheyne didn't seem accessory to the rather grim background of his thoughts for days he had been acting the leading part in what now promised to be a tragedy rita belonged to satirical comedy or at the best to the polite melodrama something of this she suddenly read in his attitude wondering why she had not discerned it before she got up and went over to him what is it jeff you're changed somehow out here you seem older bigger browner more thoughtful this is where i work rita he said with a slow smile in new york we westerners only play i am older yes more thoughtful too i've had a good deal to worry me yes i know i think cortland bent has been behaving very badly jeff made a quick gesture of protest i didn't mean that he said abruptly my worries are business worries oh i intruded yes you did but i'm glad of it now i'm going to hell about as fast as a man can but i might as well do it comfortably what do you mean she asked in alarm your relatives the bents they've got me in a corner yes i heard what will be the end of it jeff ran a finger around his throat with a significant gesture won't you tell me about it it wouldn't interest you it's a long story they have more money than i have that's the amount of it i thought you were so wealthy i am but i can't go up against the whole of wall street they've cost me a lot if i won this fight i'd be the richest man west of the missouri river it isn't over yet he paced the room violently beginning to rant as he still did when he talked of himself no by dash d, not yet they've got to come to me in the end they can't get my mine he went over to his desk and took out a piece of ore see that rita that came out of lone tree only yesterday they may get control of the denver and Sawatch, and even of the development company but they can't get the lone tree i reckon i won't starve but how can they get the development company the banks have called my loans oh you can't understand if i don't meet them the stock will be sold ben's crowd will buy it of course i don't know much about these things but i was wondering how much stock is there two million and a half i've borrowed eight hundred thousand dollars she looked down turning the ferrule of her umbrella on the toe of her boot suppose someone else bought it i hadn't thought of that who me jeff started forward in his chair his eyes blazing then he took a step or two away from her you she nodded pertly he turned and looked at her over his shoulder then with a warm impulse he seized both of her hands in his and held them tightly in his own that's white of you rita you're the real thing i'll swear you are the real thing you've got sand too a lot of it and i like you for it it's worth while getting in a hole to find out who your friends are i won't forget this soon she disengaged her hands thanks she said calmly do you agree agree to what to let me buy that stock he straightened and turned to his desk uncertainly fingering some papers there he was silent so long that she repeated the question no he said at last why do you say that i don't want you to i don't understand in new york you were willing to have me in with you why do you object now any security your banks will take ought to be good enough for me any security my cousin cornelius bent wants to buy ought to be worth having it is to him then why not to me it's all in the family he looked at her blankly a moment and then laughed and shook his head no there's too much risk i expected to risk something he sat down in his chair before her and put his hands over hers see here rita you'll have to let me think this thing out and take my own time i never put my friends into anything i don't believe in myself if you're looking for an investment here i'll find you something i know a dozen good things you can't prevent my getting that stock if i want it she broke in the amalgamated can i'll go to the general and tell him i insist on having it he's a little afraid of me he laughed he ought to be i am too jeff rose and took up his hat and rita chain's traveling bag there's one thing sure i'm not going to talk about this any more not now you're tired i've got to get you fixed up somehow you know i started building a place up in the canyon but it's not finished yet mrs brennan is away there's nothing for it but a hotel i guess oh i don't care i'm not going to be discouraged i warn you i always have my own way in the end in all things he chose to disregard the significance of the remark and showed her out on their way up the street the spirit moved him to apologize again there's a bathroom at the kenney house i'd better take you there it's pretty well kept camilla stayed there once i wish she was here you do quizzically why yes then why don't you have her here she asked suddenly a shade passed over jeff's face we went east for the winter he said slowly i had to come back here my wife likes it in new york Uh, it-it wasn't advisable for her to come thanks i knew that before she said slowly further conversation was interrupted by their arrival at the Kenny house a frame structure at the upper end of main street where it stood in lonely dignity quite dwarfing its nearest neighbors which clambered part of the way up the slope and then paused as though in sudden diffidence before the majesty of its three-storied preeminence it wore at this time a coat of yellow paint of a somewhat bilious hue but its cornices mouldings and the rather coquettish ornaments about the ladies entrance were painted white the letters c a f e without the accent painted ostentatiously upon a window gave a touch of modernity and the words ladies parlour advised the wearied traveller that here was to be found a haven for the females of refined and retiring dispositions the sound of a piano was heard from that chaste apartment as mrs cheyne registered her long angular signature beneath that of pat o'connell santa fe and the strains of the maiden's prayer came forth followed presently by the carnival of venice mrs cheyne smiled her tolerance do you want a room by the day week or month ma'am asked the clerk i'm a little uncertain she said i may be here only for a day or two or i may be here and she glanced at jeff for a month or even longer mrs cheyne is looking into some mining properties said jeff with an amused air but when his companion followed the clerk up the stairway jangling a key with a huge brass tag jeff departed thoughtfully so far as he could see mrs cheyne had come to mesa city with the express intention of playing the devil the magnificence of her financial offer while it dazzled had not blinded him but he was truly bewildered by her audacity disarmed by the recklessness of her amiability she always got what she wanted in the end she said what was it she wanted himself he couldn't help thinking so but it made him feel like a fool in the east she had led him on as she led other men on for the mere joy of the game and he had followed her cautiously aware of his own insufficiency but delighting in the opportunities her society afforded him to even his accounts with camilla both had called their relation friendship for want of a better word but jeff knew that friendship had another flavor The night when he had last visited her, he had played his cards and had called that bluff. But today, he realized that she had seen his raise and had now removed the limit from the game. From now on, it was to be for table stakes, with Rita Chain dealing the cards. And what did her amazing financial proposition mean? Could it be genuine? He knew that she was very wealthy wealthy in the new york way but it was not in his experience that sentiment and finance had anything in common if her offers were genuine her confidence in his financial integrity and in him was extraordinary if they were not her confidence in herself was likewise extraordinary jeff smiled to himself a little uneasily what would mesa city be saying about the unexplained arrival of a captivating female from new york who sought him out at his office and whose claims upon his society unless he fled could not be denied there was no chance for him to flee even if he wished the condition of his business requiring his presence here for at least a few days and the trunk check in his hand reminded him that he had promised rita cheyne her trunk immediately so that she might ride with him that very afternoon what was to be done her ingenuity had always surprised him and her resources were of infinite variety to tell the truth he was afraid of her and was willing for the first time to acknowledge it frankly to himself she interested him had always interested him but it seemed to be more the interest of curiosity than that of any real affiliation to be with rita cheyne was like going to a three-ring circus where one is apt to lose sight of the refined performance on the stage just in front in bewilderment over the acrobatic feats of the lady in spangles at one side what was her real reason for coming west to mesa city he gave it up and turned in at the office gave the trunk check to a clerk and in a moment had taken up his business at the point where mrs cheyne had interrupted him eight hundred thousand dollars if the amalgamated took up that stock general bent's crowd would have control of the development company and the denver and Sawatch railroad company if rita cheyne's offers were genuine if he chose to use her money to redeem that stock he could place himself in some kind of financial footing could entrench himself for a long battle over the railroad connections which he might eventually win there was a chance he did not dare to call in mulrennan to talk the matter over pete had been catching at straws for a week and jeff knew what his advice would be his superstitious mind would look on mrs cheyne's visit as a direct interposition of providence as a message and an injunction jeff began to think himself mad not to have accepted her proposition at once it dangled before him temptingly but he let it hang there like ripe fruit upon the vine hesitating to reach forth and seize he could not believe it was real it was too easy as pete would have said was he losing his nerve was it that the last victories of his enemies had sapped some of his old assurance or had he suddenly developed a conscience he put his head in his hands and tried to think if he won his fight he could double rita chain's money in a year if he lost and he had to think of that more and more each day the stock might not be worth the paper it was written on rita knew all this but she still believed in him more even than he believed in himself women were funny he couldn't understand unless she had some motive which had not been revealed to him there would be a string of some sort to that extraordinary proposition he got up at last and sent a message to the home ranch ordering two horses to be sent to his office at three o'clock End of chapter 19